0: I don't know what you guys want me to do. I never know.
1: No, live your best life.
0: Yeah, just celebrate yourself.
1: Yeah. I'd say figuring out how to wear pants would probably be an interesting direction to go in.
0: I am wearing shorts.
1: That's not what I say, Chris.
0: No one needs pants. Damn the pants. Disagree. Who really has sat there and gone like, oh man, my shins are super cold. Oh no. Cold people?
1: Yeah. People whose shins are cold? That's what my guess is.
0: Well, just go move to the sunshine states with all the rich old white people and buy really expensive awful seafood
1: or they could just put pants on
0: one of those i'm wearing pants right now you know where there's a lot of pants florida
1: you know where else there's a lot of pants everywhere else everywhere else yeah (sighs)
2: are we gonna record a podcast or just
1: we just introduce us joe just do the thing god damn it
2: Happy holiday, friends. Fuck and you. Welcome to the Brainworms Christmas special. We're all gathered around a roaring bah humbug. moon fire with hot holiday drinks in front of us.
1: I'm not. I'm drinking bong water. Gross.
0: Why do that? It's actually bong eggnog. <laughs> you get super ripped on it, bro. Is that true, actually?
1: If your bong water is just straight vodka, yeah. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. Like I've heard people say that. Like, if you want to get really ripped, man, just like drink your bong
1: water. If you well, want to get like, really vomit. sick and vomit yeah, all over like, the place, <laughs> you have to be
2: very desperate to get a buzz to even attempt yeah. to drink bong water. And even then,
0: don't do it. Well, you'll, you'll, let, let me finish. So, no. So uh, is, <laughs> is is there any truth to it, or is that one of those like, oh yeah, if you want to, make it'll fuck com- you up. If you want to make your computer faster, delete system thirty-two things.
2: No, you'll get a buzz from doing it, but. Yep. It, It'll also potentially make you real sick.
1: Yeah, you, you're going to throw up.
0: Because you'll be too high or just there's... it's just No. Because
1: it's bong water.
2: Yeah, bong, bong water is gross. I've never
0: <laughs> smoked from a bong, Joe, except for that one time in college where my friends fashioned a street cone bong and the hot glue that they used to adhere the bowl inside of it melted while we used it. That's dumb. Yeah.
1: I created a bong once out of a Bic pin, a two liter... And some tinfoil.
2: I've never been in a position where I had to do some MacGyver shit to fashion something to smoke weed out of.
3: I went in the back room of a restaurant with a buddy of mine and we just kind of made several different devices out of the produce there. Nice. <laughs> That was a fun time.
2: You can just buy rolling papers. They sell them.
3: <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have them at the time, but we did have access to the back room of a restaurant. Fair enough, I can't argue that. What longer. would
0: happen if you just ate hemp?
2: Nothing. You'd digest it. I don't know. All right. I mean, yeah, I'm, let's get back on track.
1: Look, fucking go outside, Chris. Just go outside and do the marijuana. Right? (laughs) And then find sex.
0: But if I do, I'll want someone to play a piano really fast and then jump out a window. That's true. That's true.
1: Okay. Glad this happened. (sighs) We're very
0: stupid. Take a shot. Every time you say we're very stupid, take a shot. Do
3: we have a chimney on the moon?
1: No. Why the fuck would we have a chimney? That sounds
2: terribly unsafe.
3: How do we expect to get our presents from santa better yet how
0: like what's gonna happen with all the smoke from the fire
2: well that just vents into space like that's that's all fine
0: so he's just gonna come down through kane's furnace i think
1: i don't think he wants to do that
2: i mean if he can get through a fireplace i'm sure he can work something out
1: not with me
0: santa versus kane
1: i will consume that fat bastard (laughs) two men enter one man leaves
0: what happens if santa doesn't deliver good presents to a, a nice person What if we decide like, we're going to screw over Santa?
1: I don't know. Santa has seemed to be focused entirely on delivering great presents to the haves, and he seems to miss the have-nots on a semi-regular basis, Chris. So you tell me what happens, bah humbug. Um,
3: Classist asshole. Yeah.
2: Right? I don't entirely know what's going on.
1: Just do the intro of what we're doing and why we're doing it so that we can fucking get on with this bullshit holiday cheer. Yeah.
2: In order to fully celebrate the joyous season, we have chosen to read The Human Santipede.
1: Timeless holiday classic. Timeless
3: holiday classic.
1: Yeah. The Human centipede is yeah. uh, it's a timeless tale.
3: Timeless all the way back to 2014. <laughs> read right around the
2: campfire for generations. The campfire?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs>
3: the fireplace.
0: Whatever.
1: None of this matters. No.
2: This is very stupid.
1: Yeah, everything is stupid.
0: Did we have to make Cain's stocking the boneless skin of his old body?
2: Just be happy there's not a foot
1: inside of it.
2: I was going to do a whole thing where I was going to set up a scene of us being sat around a roaring bonfire.
1: Yeah, and you knew that that was stupid. Part of you knew. (laughs) Yeah, the roaring fire outside of my, what is that, three and a half foot Thick glass wall of, uh, barriers
2: it's five by five come on now
0: joe I'm, I'm starting starting to get concerned by the fact that you're continuously surprised that when you get us together this happens it's
2: true especially since this happens is the entire premise of this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, so what are we reading? What's going on? What? Yeah. Who, who is this person?
2: We're reading holiday classic, The Human Santapede, written by weird fiction writer Adam
0: Millard. Since this is a Christmas tale, be sure to get your kids, the younger the better, and have them listen up to The Human Santapede
2: Yeah. If you've got a long drive, you know, you're going uh, to grandma's house for Christmas, definitely this podcast will keep everyone entertained.
1: Exactly. Yeah as you slowly make your way towards grandma's inevitable demise sure yeah but hey at least there's a new variant of covid down on earth yeah.
3: that's true that's a holiday joy
1: yeah that's the gift that will keep on giving get vaccinated not just that get your fucking booster shots too for sure yeah. for sure wear a goddamn mask you fucking cretins I'm really aggro today.
2: Yeah, you're. I think it's just because Christmas pisses you off.
1: What did you put in my feed tube? Ginger cookies. Um,
2: candy canes. Yeah, candy canes and eggnog.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
2: Little Hershey's kisses.
1: That makes sense.
2: But yeah, Adam Millard, he's a weird fiction writer. Uh, he has a cool purple mohawk in his author photo. The
1: way
0: you said that, it sounds like you're like, I wish I could have a purple mohawk.
2: I kind of do. I, my head is too round to shave it. He's best known for his post-apocalyptic fiction, but he also writes fantasy horror for the children, which I believe is what this is, fantasy horror for the children.
0: Was this the guy that did, like, werewolf?
2: No, no, this is not that guy. That guy does have some Christmas stuff that I looked at, but his last book was kind of a minefield, so I didn't want to yeah. go back
0: to him.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if, uh, hopefully Adam Millard doesn't, uh, step on quite so many trigger points as Carlton the Third.
0: Hopefully not. Um, I did look at the reviews where there
3: Were there a bunch of angry
0: moms that were like, this has Santa in it. So I read it to my kid.
2: <laughs> no, and, no. And
0: now he's trying to suck poop out of the dog's asshole. I blame society.
2: No, all of the reviews seem to be from people who were in on the joke. Hey, uh...
1: Huh? Hey, hey, hey! What?
2: Uh, I'll be back. Weird, okay. Uh, whatever.
3: Well, I guess, uh, unless there's anything else we really need to know about Adam Millard, I guess we can just dive right in.
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna remind the listeners quickly to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com, where they can jingle bell fuck their way into our Discord. Do the Patreon, do all the usual things. Um, Other than that, yeah, I think we're good to do this.
3: The Human Santapede by Adam Millard. A good many things go around in the dark beside Santa Claus. Herbert Hoover. What? Everything is theoretically impossible until it is done. Robert A. Heinlein. Elves shouldn't be treated like shit. We're not Mexicans. Pinklefoot. What's happening? Off to a great start. What are we doing? Off to a great start. They say, whoever they are, that a book should never begin with a description of the weather. It's one of those important rules, like never kicking off with an epilogue or an afterword. However, it was snowing so heavily in the land of Christmas that they, whoever they are, would most likely disregard such a ridiculous rule and instead try to figure out why so much fluffy white stuff was falling from the sky. It was not unknown for it to snow in the land of Christmas. In fact, it snowed all year round, except for the odd day where it simply threatened to. It was, however, strange for it to piss it down so heavily that you could barely make out the village at the bottom of the hill, or the brightly colored lights stretching from one house to the next. Somewhere beneath that perfect white blanket were a thousand elves, all of them wondering the same thing: How long can an elf last on a diet of snow cones and elf feces? Pretty long, you'd think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure about the uh... physiology of elves. Right. Yeah. What's it doing out there? Trixie asked, What's putting he down her book there? and removing her spectacles. She was ranked in the upper echelon of Elfdom, which meant that she could afford books and spectacles to her heart's content. Sometimes she bought books she didn't even read and glasses she never wore. But that's what happens when elves become successful.
2: I mean, buying books that you never actually get around to reading, I don't think is that weird of a behavior.
3: It's really not. No, I think that's just called being a a reader. Yeah. Everyone has books they've never read. I'm I'm convinced of that. Yeah.
2: Once you start a serious book collection, it's pretty easy to let it get out of hand.
3: That's true.
0: What's the average price of a book?
3: average price of a book Mm -hmm. that's i mean depends on if you bargain shop yeah are you buying new secondhand are you getting digital like
0: what's the average price that you guys spend on books i mean
3: for the most part i get my books from the library between five and ten dollars i'd say
0: so that seems different to me than like buying a yacht that you never take out
3: yeah i mean at most you're looking at like for a brand new hardback you're probably looking at 39.95 something like that
2: and if you cruise like ebay and you know use bookstores then you can usually get
0: pretty good deals that way
3: the fact that her husband Finklefoot was one of santa's favorite foremen might have had a little something to do with it
0: if Finklefoot doesn't have a foot fetish i'm going to be
3: very disappointed i mean we already know that he hates mexicans apparently oh it's bleeding lovely Finkelfoot said, peeling his face from the frozen glass comprising their living room window. Nothing but nude beaches and piña coladas. Hang on. He held a small hand up before adding, I thought I just saw David Hasselhoff running down the street with an inflatable red float. Trixie shook her head. No need to be like that, she said. I was just making polite conversation. She picked up her book, something about fifty grey sheds, though quite why she was reading about drab garden structures Finkelfoot didn't know, and pretended to read it. Finklefoot knew she was pretending, for her glasses remained in her lap, and her eyes were about as useful as a chocolate radiator without them. Great, Finklefoot thought, suddenly feeling very guilty. I'm sorry, love. I didn't mean to be a dick. I'm just fed up. We've got less than a week to go before Christmas Eve, and we can't even get up to the workshop. If it doesn't knock off soon, we'll be too far behind with the toys to catch up.
2: You'd think they would have a contingency
3: plans for heavy snow. In Christmas land or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the North Pole.
0: Well, does Christmas land adhere to the same geological properties as Earth?
3: It's a magical land, but... Uh,
0: Yeah, Geology is not is not the right word. You, you know what I meant.
3: I mean, yeah, what is the climate typically of Right, Christmas land? I mean, they said that it's always snowing. It
2: snows all year round. You wouldn't think that snow hard would completely fuck up their whole process.
3: You wouldn't think so. But I mean, I guess if they're busy building toys, they don't really have time to clear snow. And, you know, if it's a, a sudden snow yeah like if it really really dumps a whole lot mm-hmm. i don't know it can fuck things up that's fair maybe it's just a
2: lack of infrastructure
3: yeah they should have salted though that's really for sure, what for it comes sure. down to brine those streets if christmas land if they have a surplus of production what do they do with it set it aside for next year i don't fucking know burn it send it to china that's what we do with our trash right he was of course referring to 1999 Two entire gangs of elves had gone on strike three days before the big one, leaving the workshop 19 million toys short. Finkelfoot and his team had had to improvise, knocking together toys from remaindered bits and thingamabobs. In the end, the Furby went on to be rather successful, but it had been touch-and-go back there for a moment. The last thing Finkelfoot wanted was a repeat. It'll stop soon, Trixie said. Enjoy the break while it lasts. The fat bastard hardly pays us enough to lose sleep over a shortfall. In fact, Santa Claus, a.k.a. the fat bastard, didn't pay them at all. It was an elf's job to make toys, and if you refused to make toys, you were sent to the human world to star in pantomimes and horror films. They had all heard such terrible stories about Wizzle, human translation, Warwick Davis, one of their own, and one of Santa's former favorites. Human children were intentionally frightened at bedtime with tales of giants and witches. The children of the land of Christmas were told stories of the former elf's fall from grace. But that's what happens when you don't conform. You end up in sitcoms with Ricky Gervais.
2: <laughs> I'm sure that the thrust of this is that the elves are an exploited working class and we're doing a thing with that.
3: I would think so. Yeah. Is uh, to too be... late
0: to switch to Monster Girl?
2: Oh, we're in it now. Yeah, we're committed. But my question is, is there a need for money in Santa Land? I mean, apparently not. They're
3: not getting paid, so...
2: Right, and they're, they at least have a functioning society. Like, they've got all that food and shelter that they need.
3: But they already, like, specifically mentioned that Trixie is one of the upper echelon.
0: Oh, sure.
3: So they definitely have a class divide. Right, that makes sense.
0: I'm very confused.
3: By... Moving on, then. (laughs) You're right, Finklefoot said as he poured a large glass of eggnog. Personally, he hated the stuff, but it was either that or tap water, and he knew better than anyone not to touch that stuff. If all the elves in the Land of Christmas were making toys, who the fuck worked at the water treatment plant? No one. That's who. Yeah, they just need infrastructure. Which meant it was probably about as safe to drink as an anthrax and acid cocktail. I just don't want to have to play catch up. That's how mistakes happen. One minute you're working on a perfectly ordinary plastic doll. The next you're trying to pull a piece of Lego from its ass. Don't, don't put Legos in your ass. Don't put Legos in your ass. No, no,
2: don't put things in your ass that weren't at least in some way designed to be put there. Right. Because there yeah. are plenty of things that you can get that are designed to be put there.
3: Specifically. And more importantly, it's not just that they're designed to be put in. It's that they're specifically designed to be able to be taken out. Yeah, that's the important that's part. That's the important part. Yeah. And you know how stressed my gang are at the best of times. Rat only has to see the word overtime and his bowels give way. And the last time Gizzo was under pressure, he almost went around the slinky spindle. The only good thing about that would have been pushing him down the stairs to see if he worked.
2: I don't know what the slinky spindle is, but it sounds fun.
3: Yeah, I assume that's what they make slinkies on. Oh, sure. It's another thing that you're not supposed to put in your ass. Right. True. Then tell them to work safely and at their usual pace. Trixie knew that some of the elves only had two paces, slow and stop. If we're behind when the big day arrives, then so be it. What's the fat bastard gonna do, sack us? I'd like to see him try. If you hadn't noticed, us elves aren't knocking out babies like we used to. He'll have a hell of a game trying to replace us.
0: Oh, this is so confusing. If they give birth, then that means that they need to have a medical facility to facilitate that, which means that they need to have
3: doctors, which means that they need to have education. None of that is true, Chris. Yeah, we we made more people before we had... There was a long period of time where people made more people before we had doctors.
0: I know, but like but like the fact that we're constructing this inside of a society with people that are overworked and have the exact same
3: Yeah, the premise is a
2: little bit floppy. Like I feel like the idea was, "Oh, let's take this magical fantasy holiday world and kind of graft modern sort of class consciousness kind of ideas onto it," which is fine, but yeah, it does seem a little bit clumsily
0: but... handled. Don't rest on it, like touch and go.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: If you keep people thinking about it, well, they're going to keep thinking about it. <laughs> right.
3: I don't know. I, again, have to disagree. Yeah. It's literally just the setup of the book. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not like the entire book has been just haranguing you about this. It's You're literally not wrong. Just setting up the book we haven't even yeah. had a chance for a second concept to be introduced no that's fair and the only other option would be to have a line in the book where it opens and says this is christmas land the elves are an oppressed workshop right now let's move on to the action of the book
2: sure that makes sense but it i don't know it, it we'll see what happens it is early days. Right. We, we tend to get hung up and, and <laughs> yeah forget that there's more book
0: early on joe expressed like i'm getting the point that this is a an oppressed workforce right the fact that that joe can get it and we're still kind of hovering on it and it's like which is just just giving me more time to think over after i've already obtained the concept
2: well i mean again if we were reading this like people read books or even listening to the audiobook then we would be like five pages in by the time we've had this conversation
0: one one quick distinction Yeah, yeah and david please don't mistake me this isn't me like hmm, this means this. How can I make this concept not work? This is just the thoughts that bolt through my head when this stuff is ascribed to me. I'm not trying to make it not work.
3: No, I get you. It's fine. I'm just saying, like... It's early. It's very early in, and I think overall, in this opening section, which, again, you know, it's just the opening of the book. You're having a conversation between two elves establishing the world. We've learned a few things. We've learned that it's snowy we've learned that elves that refuse to cooperate get banished uh we've learned that there is a class structure Mm -hmm. but no money and we've learned that they don't really uh do anything other than work on toys right there doesn't appear to be any kind of infrastructure that really is part of this yeah (laughs) all right yeah They'll have a hell of a game trying to replace us. He'll import elves in from Poland, Finkelfoot said. They work at twice our speed, and you can fit 50 of them into a house this size without them even complaining. Yeah, but will they be as loyal as us? Twice as loyal, Finkelfoot said, and less likely to steal the fat bastard's paperclips. Who's been stealing his paperclips? All of us. It was, Finkelfoot thought, the only way to make the job worthwhile so it won't make a blind bit of difference to the fat bastard if he has to replace us. He'll save a fortune in office supplies, and we'll be shipped off to the human world to play seven dwarves for the rest of our pitiful lives.
0: Do you think Santa buys paperclips from the real world, or is there a paperclip production facility in Christmas Christmasland? <laughs> That's a good question.
2: Yeah. Although I do think that stealing from your job is morally okay, and you should definitely do it.
0: Yeah. Also, that means that they need metal to produce the. Keep keep going, keep going. I'm I'm I'm, gonna, mean,
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, do they, thing got gonna all go the go thing again. necessary to make toys. <laughs> Fuck, they clutched together a Furby out of desperation. So just
2: yeah, clearly whatever these factories are doing is pretty. Like they're doing some stuff. Well, the
0: the point of like the original Christmas stories is like they make it out of Christmas magic. Like that's <laughs> they they don't go into it.
3: Christmas magic is obviously oppressed labor force uh,
2: much like video game manufacturers yeah
3: yeah it's magic
2: also we fucking crunched our developers for (laughs) months and months and months before launch
3: uh the magic of the iphone is a net (laughs) below the third floor windows
0: yep (sighs) iphones are garbage get android
3: don't be so grumpy Trixie said, pushing the specks onto her tiny face. Or sleepy, or bashful, Finklefoot said, pacing nervously from one side of the room to the other. No, me and the boys are going to have to put in extra shifts to make this right. Santa's going to work us round the clock. Once this blizzard stops, I don't expect we'll see much of one another. That wasn't such a terrible thing, as far as Finkelfoot was concerned. He loved his wife dearly but there were times when she simply got on his tits. When you're married to a person for three centuries, such things are unavoidable.
0: I think I want to start incorporating that into my parlance.
3: I think I probably should have been reading this with a uh, Cockney accent. Oi, governor, get off me tits.
0: (laughs) Get off me tits.
3: (laughs) I'll have a word with Jessica. She'll tell him to go easy on us. Jessica, or Mrs. Claus, according to the legend, was an ex-stripper and had the body to prove it. Many of the elves had the hot for her, and a couple had actually managed to penetrate her steely exterior. I desperately
0: need everyone listening to visualize a elf strip club. Like a Christmassy elf strip club. You can't make me do that.
3: You can't make me not. (laughs) The thing about Mrs. Claus was that she had a short person fetish, and when the fat bastard wasn't around, she made no effort to hide it. As far as Finkelfoot knew, she'd already slept with Shart, Rat, and Gizzo. The only thing keeping Jessica from having a slice of him was sitting across the room, her nose pressed into a book about gray sheds. In the meantime, Trixie said, get some rest. You've been standing at that window for three days solid. I wouldn't mind if there was anything to see, but we're snowed in. Finkelfoot tapped at the window, watched as a few particles of snow trickled down the tightly packed block pressed up against the glass. You're right, he said, sighing. I'm going to bed. Wake me up when it's cleared up. And with that, Finklefoot was gone. Wake me
2: up when September Trixie
3: listened to his footfall as it disappeared into the bedroom. Once she was certain he was gone, she put the book down and picked up a large candy cane, six inches at least, and a piece of tissue. She picked the book up again and smiled. Just me and you now, she said. Reaching down into her knickers where countless pleasures awaited. If only her husband's sobs were audible in the next room, it was awfully off-putting.
0: Um. Did Santa... Was Santa always be decked in red or was that after Coke bought?
3: That was Coke. Yeah, that was a product yeah. of the marketing. Prior to that, he was normally portrayed in green. Interesting.
0: Very interesting.
3: And was thin, typically. Like, if you look at early christmas illustrations the Kris kringle santa claus sort of imagery often depicted a skinny man in green who would have looked a lot more like the actual saint nicholas
0: Mm -hmm. is it being too much of a stickler to I i mean like the like language uh the fact that it's malleable and can change over time is kind of what makes it timeless so would it be too harsh or too unfair to say how dare coca-cola change a a timeless image into something that has now become timeless
3: i mean coke just wanted to advertise
2: yeah i mean i think it's indicative of and this is a weird episode but i do think it's indicative of like the power of marketing to affect culture and it's gross in that way but
3: yeah. yeah two santa claus aka the fat bastard aka chris kringle aka father christmas aka he who shall be obeyed watched as his wife erotically slid up and down the pole throwing her long slender legs in any direction they would go without snapping she was a sight to behold
0: this book cannot make me envision his wife as anything but also a jolly pump lady old lady
2: that's fine. You can have that mental
3: image.
0: Yeah. Sure. So they say slender legs. I see uh, plump granny legs and they can't take that away from me.
3: Hey, whatever makes you happy, man. Yeah. She was a sight to behold. A beautiful red-headed minx wearing traditional slutty Mrs. Claus garb. You could trick it up on any land. Yep. Don't question it. You could pick it up from any Land of Christmas sex shop, but this one was handmade, and not particularly well, Santa thought, as it was missing its crotch.
2: I miss my crotch sometimes.
3: Up she went. Down she came. A delicious present that Santa would have normally looked forward to unwrapping, and yet, this snow was taking the piss. What's the matter? Jessica said, sliding down the pole. You look preoccupied. Santa sighed. His thick white beard did a little dance. "'Oh, it's nothing,' he said, pushing himself up from his armchair. "'I guess I'm just not in the mood tonight.' "'It's the weather, isn't it?' Jessica slipped a red-and-white robe around her shoulders and went to her husband's side. "'God, he was fat!' He'd always been a little portly. But the last few centuries, he'd really started to let himself go. "'It'll clear up soon.' We can always start digging the elves out, or maybe ship some Polish ones in to finish the job.
0: Now I just have an image of of Santa Claus riding a very festive rascal to his sled.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Santa grunted. That would make sense, he said. I've heard they don't steal paper clips. See, Jessica said, rubbing his rotund tummy with a perfectly manicured hand. Things are starting to look up already, making his way across the room. Santa arrived at the bedroom window, slightly out of breath. "'I think it's stopping,' he said, staring toward the sky. "'Was he just being optimistic? Was it ever going to stop? "'Were his staff okay down there, smothered with snow? "'He didn't know much about the weather. That wasn't his job. "'But he knew a thing or two about oxygen and what happened when it ran out. "'The last thing he needed was for the snow to clear, "'only to reveal a whole army of dead blue elves.' Even the Polish contingency would be tough to put to work in a place that had only recently generated a thousand deceased Smurfs. I kind of enjoy the the language of this book, though. I mm. There's a, a nice kind of, like, I'm, a, I'm not sure where it's going other than it's going to be talking about class struggles and doing it with horror and sexy.
0: Yeah, I do like to think that since... Santa Claus referenced Smurfs, that that means that all the Smurfs grew up to be elves in this workshop.
3: Sure. Maybe that's where they came from initially. He just kidnapped Smurfs.
0: (laughs) Or were Smurfs a revolutionary group that detached and left?
3: I mean, the Smurfs are 100% communist propaganda. Oh, for sure. Incredibly. Even down to the fact that their leader was a bearded man with a red hat. Right. But the snow was stopping. For the last three days, thick sheets had rained down, and now, now you could make out the stars in the sky. Jessica stretched a a hand around and began to stroke her husband's underbelly. The fact that he even had one suggested she ought to start casting her net a little further. I've always got my elves, she thought. Small in stature, but not in the trouser department, they satisfied her in ways her husband couldn't. She was particularly fond of Finkelfoot's crew. They seemed to know which way their bread was buttered. If only she could convince that foreman of theirs to get in on the action. I think everything's going to be okay, Santa said, a smile creeping onto his face, beneath the beard, of course, for the first time that week. Oh, joyous occasion! Oh, how wonderful! Oh, by morning my marvelous toy makers will be free.
2: Free to return
3: to work for no money and very little in the way of choice. Jessica Claus didn't think her husband quite grasped the concept of freedom. (laughs) Oh, this is good news, Santa said, turning to his wife and pulling her into a tight hug. She could feel the erection through his jingling red trousers. Hate that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I think it is? Jessica said, smiling licking her lips sensually. So at what point do we just become the read things about Santa Claus fucking people podcast?
0: We're two books in.
3: Well, here's
2: the thing. I was trying to make this not the horny Christmas episode. It's really hard to find weird Christmas that isn't either like romantic or horny in some kind of way.
0: I think it says a lot about our culture that the immediate go-to for deviancy in the Santa Claus area is
3: sex. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's just a Santa Claus thing, though. Like, if you no, you no, no, no anything that, that... where they try to, like, deviate from it, it usually becomes some kind of porn. Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, that for some reason, just, you know, aside from things that are just bad because they're bad, like badly written books, mm-hmm. anything that's in the wheelhouse of what we do that's also christmas or holiday themed 97 percent of it is just sexy or horny
3: it's true for better or for worse yeah it's a repressed society you know
2: yeah we are just the christmas erotica podcast
3: (laughs) excellent break it up with chuck tingle i mean chuck tingle gave us rudolph and Mm -hmm. red note red red nose butt raptor
0: yeah oddly made more logical sense than this book I mean, that's not a trash against this book. It just, it just made more sense to me. Yeah,
2: that is something that Chuck Tingle is very good at doing, is just normalizing the absurdity of of the world that he occupies.
3: Right. <laughs> I'm immediately just kind of gauging this one against Santa Steps Out.
2: Right, which a lot of similarities for sure.
3: Sure, yeah. Except that in this one, Santa is being presented as a, a sort of generally not good
0: Right. I don't think anyone has been presented as good so far. Like Everyone's kind of scuzzy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do like Santa steps out more. I just thought it was more interesting, the fact that he was presented in a more human fashion. Like, he was struggling sure. with things. You know, like, uh-huh. he, he was kind of depressed with his job, and, like, and he loved his wife. He didn't want to cheat on her, but there was just this thing that presented an alternative.
2: Yeah. He's almost just like a Captain Planet villain in this one.
3: Yeah, he's well he's just a CEO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what I think it is? Jessica said, smiling, licking her lips sensually. Santa reached down and pulled free a rolled up scroll. It was his good child bad child list. I must get back to work, he said, rushing across the room as fast as an overweight geriatric could. Oh, oh how wonderful. How he's got... remarkable erectile dysfunction, doesn't he? I mean, probably. He's an overweight old man. And then he was gone, leaving Mrs. Claus standing there, half naked and feeling generally unfulfilled. The sooner those elves are free, she thought, as a stirring in her loins and a shudder coursing through her entire body, the better. Three, if Santa Claus hadn't been busy celebrating the cessation of the blizzard in his study with a large glass of brandy and a mince pie... And if Mrs. Claus hadn't been feeling sorry for herself, and yearning for the considerate and amatory touch of an elf, any elf, they might have noticed the dark, cloaked figure moving through the land of Christmas below. They might have noticed it, or they might not, for the shrouded individual moved quickly, seemingly impervious to the snow beneath its feet. The footprints the figure left were quickly and rather cleverly expunged by the contraption strapped to its back. Essentially a snow shovel belted to a pair of whirling, battery-powered standing fans, it did the job for which it was built with aplomb. There was no way the snow could betray him, no way they would ever know who he was, at least not until he was ready for them to. He looked forward to that moment with an eagerness he hadn't felt for many centuries. It would be like Christmas to him, but then again, wasn't everything? Slipping between two chimney tops, which just went to show how deep the snow was, the figure sniggered quietly. What a weird word. Sniggered.
2: Language is peculiar.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Reaching into the large sack draped across his shoulder, he pulled out a large shovel. It was the kind of shovel reserved for burying people, or hitting people devilishly hard across the back of the head, or decapitating mice.
0: Now I'm just picturing Santa hitting that guy over the back of the head and blazing saddles instead of the sheriff
2: Uh, it's actually kind of clever writing that that does bring a very particular kind of shovel to mind
3: Uh uh-huh yeah like i said this is not bad like no not at all it really does remind me of santa steps out in that it's a weird santa horror sex farce Mm -hmm. by you know someone who probably Again, writes weird fiction and and probably writes some pretty enjoyable non-Santa related things. Oh, sure. I might have to add him to my reading list. Yeah. It wasn't, therefore, a shovel that had seen much in the way of gardening. Taking a deep breath and a snort of candy apple snuff, the cloaked figure began to dig. And dig. Dig, dig, dig.
2: Dig through the ditches and slam in the back of my Dragula.
3: After fifteen minutes of laborious digging, the figure considered forgetting the whole thing and returning to his home. But a voice in his head reminded him why he was doing this, why he had to do it. And then he saw it again. The vile and beautiful and disgusting and wonderful and grotesque and gorgeous creation that had come to him just a few nights ago. An image so sickening and delightful that it would have given Satan himself nightmares.
2: To be fair, about 15 minutes of manual labor is all it takes for me to lose interest too.
3: Yeah, yeah. um, That's actually pretty generous. Right. (laughs) Fuck, it's been three minutes and I still have things to do. I'm bored. I need to go take a nap. (laughs) Have a snack. It must be time for a smoke break. (laughs) Switching the shovel to the other hand, the figure pressed on. Oh, it was going to be Exquisite. And when it was complete, stretching around the land of Christmas for all to see, at least all those not partaking, he would climb up onto the workshop roof and watch in admiration. Watch as the fat bastard led the coiling worm through the streets, hollering out for help, begging for the perpetrator to unstitch him from such a foul and fetid fabrication. And he would laugh, and so on and so forth, for that was the kind of guy he was dig 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 can you Clunk. dig it apparently so jimbo sissy whispered into the dark jimbo was that you something shifted beside her Ugh, jimbo said jimbo did you just make a noise
0: yes i said Ugh.
3: <laughs> right she was up on her elbows now glancing around at the shadows what did it sound like jimbo groggily asked Sissy shuddered. It sounded like clunk. Did you just go clunk? Can you describe the ruckus? Jimbo considered the question and arrived at a conclusion. In all my years of making noises in my sleep, he said, I don't think I've ever gone clunk. I don't think it was me. There was a moment of silence and then the sound of snoring. Jimbo, Sissy said, nudging her husband hard in the ribs. Are you going to check? Check on what? Jimbo said. I can't hear anything. Maybe you dreamt it. And could you please not elbow me in the ribs when I'm trying to sleep? It's awfully painful and not at all what one might expect from his beloved. If you don't get your ass up right now and go check on what's going clunk, I'll cut your little elf cock off and mail it to your mother. That's extreme. Yeah.
0: What would she do with it? Sissy is a little, uh, a little intense. Yeah. I mean, I like it,
3: actually.
2: Not going to unpack that. (laughs) <laughs> right
3: Jimbo swung his legs out of bed I'm up I'm up deary me why is it always gotta be about mailing severed body parts to my mother with you huh it's a healthy relationship they have
2: yeah.
3: just go and find out what went clunk sissy said I don't want to live in a house that makes strange noises
2: I don't like this all in the family reboot
3: <laughs> Jimbo headed for the door a door that he could barely discern through the gloom. There was no light coming in through any of the windows, thanks to the snow, which meant the house was in a state of perpetual darkness, apart from the twinkling red and green bulbs on the tree, but that was in the living room. Jimbo had stumped his toe four times before he made it out onto the hallway and collapsed in an untidy pile, clutching at his foot and sucking in air through clenched teeth. "'Was that you?' his wife's voice asked from the bedroom." "'What did it sound like?' Jimbo said, still grimacing. "'Bump, clobber, shit that hurt, bump, hiss,' Sissy said. "'Yep, that was me,' Jimbo said, clambering painfully to his feet. "'Can I come back to bed now? "'Have you found the source of the clunk?' Jimbo sighed and shook his head. "'He was about to tell his wife exactly what he thought of her when he heard it. "'A clunk, followed by a terrible scraping noise. "'In the other room,' Sissy crawled beneath the sheets. Now that he'd heard it for himself, Jimbo moved across the hallway with extreme caution. In fact, so careful was he that he was hardly moving at all. The way he saw it, the slower he moved, the longer it would be before whatever had gone clunk ate him. Unfortunately, the thing that had gone clunk had other ideas. A huge, dark-cloaked figure emerged from the living room. Stepping out onto the hallway like a pro wrestler climbing into the ring, Jimbo made a noise he'd never heard before. Ah, the shadowy hulk hissed as it glowered down at the elf. Then there was a sack, and the intruder was opening it. And Jimbo, frozen stiff with fear, couldn't do anything but watch. Be a good chap and get in the sack. Oh man, I bet you it's Krampus. Mm. Krampus makes a human centipede is probably where this is going. Which is a good premise. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it.
0: Do you think he's doing it for shits and giggles, or like does he have a motive?
3: Eh, maybe we'll find out. Could just be for the lols. Maybe for the fact that, uh, you know, he used to be intrinsic to the whole Christmas thing, and his whole bit has been stolen from... Right. Uh, is it Krampus
0: yeah, he, or Krampus?
3: Uh, German pronunciation would be crumpus. Now Jimbo, who was a quarter of the size of the assailant and nowhere near as menacing, elves are many things but foreboding isn't one of them, figured he had three options. Firstly, he could attempt to talk to the invader. Some things could be settled with a nice mug of eggnog and a slice of pud. Wait, what? Some things could be settled with a nice mug of eggnog and a slice of pud.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, I just had to hear that sentence a second time before it made sense.
3: I'm assuming that's short for pudding.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think it's El feces. I've read
2: other books by specifically British writers that will also yep. use that word in that way. All right, gang, that's about enough of that for this week. Stay tuned next week for the disappointing conclusion of the human centipede. whatever don't forget to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com where you can support the podcast via patreon and keep us buying these absurd books also if you go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com you can jump into our discord and learn about all of the things that we do and uh, and interact with us directly If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to leave a like, click the subscribe button, click the bell, do all that YouTuber call-to-action bullshit. Happy holidays. Whatever. We're sorry.
0: This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepodge number one by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard and can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYourBrainWorms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app.
3: through his jingling red trousers. Oh
1: boy. Oh, boy, y'all get off me
3: tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle.